Hello, my beautiful Classy crew. Welcome back to Classy AF, but she likes to cuss a lot. I am your host, Dante Rosh. Today is part three of three of It's Time to Answer the Call. So now we're clear on signs that it's time to answer the call. We're clear on the side effects of not answering the call. Now it's like, Dante, how the fuck do we just answer the call? What can we do about this kind of nagging feeling or this nudge or this uh, desire for more or something different? I got you. Let's dive right in. Today, we're going to talk about the six things you can do in order to begin to answer the call. I'm a realist, guys. I'm not an optimist. I'm not a pessimist. I'm a realist. So I'm not going to tell you that in a 20, 30, whatever minute podcast episode, you're going to answer your call. I'm going to provide you the tools, the steps, the roadmap, if you will, to help you start moving towards answering the call. Some of you, your call is going to take a while, right? It's finding a new job. It's starting a new career. It's becoming an entrepreneur, opening a small business, becoming a creator. Some of it's leaving a relationship. Some of it's, I keep thinking of the same three examples. Some of it's moving to a new town. The call could be lots of things. Some of it's really quick. I feel, uh, you know, I want to change my sense of style and I'm going to do new hair and new nails and buy new clothes. Uh, just kind of have like a rebirth. Cool. That's something that maybe these, this is enough to get you there. Um, but the rest of you, the majority of you, these are a roadmap. Like I said, I can't, uh, force you to do it. You got to do the work to, head down these steps. These are the steps that you'll want to take to get you there. Number one, most of us are not even really, really firmly confident that we know what the call even is. Some of you do, and that's awesome. You're already done with step one. Some of us don't know what the call actually is because of what we'll talk about that's preventing you, which is your inner critic and your fears, which are also kind of in the form of limiting beliefs, which we'll talk more about. But you might think you want something, but then the second that thought comes into your mind, brrr, thousand reasons why you won't do that thing or it's not possible for you or there's no way in hell it'll happen. So you shut it down or maybe you've told other people that you love and you trust and they've shut it down in a lot of ways. And essentially, that's just them projecting their fears onto you. We don't have time to talk about that today. But then maybe you buried it so deep within you, you don't even know what it is. But I'm here to tell you, you do know what it is. It is inside of you. It's just about uncovering it. How do you do that? I think the number one most important, impactful way you can become aware of what the call is, is to spend some time alone in quiet. I know this is shocking for some of you because I've had moments where I'm this way as well. I don't, I live alone, but I don't spend one second truly by myself, if that makes sense. I wake up, I'm listening to music or I'm immediately on social media. I go for a walk, I'm listening to a podcast or more music. I'm in the car, I'm listening to music. There's a lot of music. I've even literally watched Netflix in the shower, left it on the counter and watched a show while I'm showering because there's been moments where I've been avoiding or just didn't want, you know, I also spend a lot of time by myself and it's awesome, but sometimes 
sometimes you know sometimes a good thing you can have too much of a good thing <laughs> but this is a red flag this is like a sign that you're avoiding something if you can never be alone with your own thoughts you're avoiding the call you're avoiding having difficult conversations with yourself so you have to have to spend time alone in quiet no music no podcast no noise whatsoever I think Glennon Doyle was it she mentioned even like hiding in her closet her master closet she has kids and and just to have even 10 minutes of solitude a day this is maybe not something you're gonna find the answer to in one sitting this may require multiple attempts at spending time in quiet and alone there's things you can do if you don't want to just sit there, like I, I can't just sit there, Dante, you can, you can do a guided meditation. You can do your own meditation. You can open Calm or Headspace apps and do one of those. Find one on YouTube. You can journal. You can, the prompt could be, what do I think my call is? That's a powerful one. Because again, subconsciously you do know. And there is science behind kind of journaling and opening up, you know, this kind of portal to your subconscious mind, if you will. That's a non-scientific term for it. Um, So there's power in that. Again, do not give up, please. Don't do it once or twice and say, I don't know, and then decide immediately I'm going to write that off. Now, uh, a kind of warning or some tips or advice, if you will. Before you go in, know that this might be uncomfortable for you. Number one, if you're not used to spending time alone, quiet time alone, this could be cringe. This could be awkward, uncomfortable. Lean into the discomfort. Do not avoid or run away. That is exactly what you've been doing. And because you didn't know you were doing it and that's okay, now you have the awareness. Now you know better, do better. So it might be really uncomfortable. Maybe the first time you do five minutes, and then you work your way up. I think the most, I think would be, it's really depending on the individual. For me, I need at least like 15, 20 minutes just to get out of my own fucking head the first like five to 10 minutes and then truly kind of be more just mindful and plugged into the now. But like with anything you've never done before, it's going to be uncomfortable. The first time you head to the gym and you work out a muscle you haven't moved in years, if not your whole life, it's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to be literally painful. The next day you're like barely walking. Uh, you can't, you know, blow dry your hair, whatever it is. This can be similar for some of you. Some of you it's going to be, you know, easy and that's okay. We're not here to compare people's journeys and uh, beat ourselves up if we're not one of those people where it comes easy to us. So don't give up. Keep going. Be aware of, it might be uncomfortable. Be aware of bringing on a lot of negative emotions that you've been avoiding. You've been avoiding them. That's why you've been numbing. That's why you've been, you know, withdrawing. That's why you've been distracting. And so if your call is saying, hey, it's time for us to leave XYZ thing. And you're like, immediately no, immediately no. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. That's okay. Continue to lean into that discomfort. You might not be ready to answer the call. I just want you to be aware of what the call is. As humans, we hate change so much so fucking much that we will not change unless the discomfort of where we are is worse than our desire to change. Did I say that right? So we won't change basically unless where we are is so fucking miserable that we're finally like, ah, 
okay, fine. I will face the thing. I will do the thing. I will be uncomfortable. I will step outside my comfort zone. I will make the change. That's how much we hate change. So that's what could be happening now. It's until you're the desire to stay the same. Anyways, I butchered that analogy. You get my point. I'm not going to go back and change that. Um, so that also is what could be happening here. And so just to be mindful of that squirmy energy, that crunchy energy, that discomfort, is it could be completely normal for a lot of you. And that's okay. Don't run away from that. Continue to show up for yourself. And then once you decide, okay, I know what the call is and I'm not ready, that's okay. You could put a pin in this entire process. Like I said, this is a roadmap. I'm not forcing you um, to take steps you're not ready to take. I want to lay out the plan so that when you are ready, you have it. Okay, number one, become aware of what the call is. How you do that is spending some time alone in quiet through meditation, journal, just sitting there and being open, setting an attention. I forgot to mention that is I'm here. I'm interested in knowing that's through prayer or, you know, asking God, the universe, whatever. I want to know what the call is. I'm here to receive a sign, to receive information, to receive and gain clarity about what the sign is. Open with that. Um, be intentional about what you're doing with this time. Number two, you're going to become aware of the conversations you're having with yourself about yourself and about answering the call. So I kind of already uh, hinted at this in the last episode or, or brought this up in the last episode so I didn't leave you hanging with all this negative energy of start becoming just aware. And this is not oh, I think I want to do this, but I'm going to fail. And oh my God, now I think I'm already going to fail and I haven't even started yet. Like, God, you're never going to get this, Dante. Like, geez, this is what you always do. You're so dumb. You're so pathetic. Like, you're never going to get it. No, 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 no. This is, oh, immediately when I think of answering the call, I think of the fear of failure. Hmm, interesting. I'm going to write that down or I'm going to put a mental pin in that. That's a trend. That's a theme. That's something I want to address or need to address if I want to move forward. Well, don't say need. We don't want to need or should ourselves, right? I need, I need to do this. I need to do that. That's pressure. You can say, interesting. I'm going to put a pin on that. I'll choose to come to that at a later time. What is happening, like I mentioned, is there's something called this inner critic that lives on the outside of the edge of your comfort zone. So immediately when you think of answering the call, once you're aware of what it is, is Again, millions of excuses and reasons why you shouldn't. Attacking you personally, your efforts. Um, This could be something you think about yourself, something you're projecting other people have said to you or you think they're going to say to you something they have actually said to you. And now you're like, yeah, of course, I thought the same thing. And then they you know, agreed that I would probably fail or all small businesses fail in the first whatever or whatever that is. Um, You have these, these discussions with yourself. And your inner critic is really like attacking you it can be anything from you're ugly, you're fat, you're stupid, da, 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 like name calling to who do you think you are or, you know, projecting a lot of this negativity about who you are or your abilities or your desires, you know, even shutting down things you want. <laughs> Girl, who do you think you are to try and make, you know, $10,000 a month, $100,000 a month? Yeah, fucking right. You think you're special? You know how hard it is to make money? That'll never happen for you. Sometimes our inner critic is a huge bitch. You know, sometimes it's a little bit nicer. Um, Become aware of the inner critic. And then what you're going to do is start quieting the inner critic. So I talk about this in greater detail in my coaching program, 
But to give you the overview quickly for this episode is quieting your inner critic is coming from a good place. It is trying to protect you. So when you can take back that power from it and say, oh, I see what it's doing. Oh my God. Like you're trying to keep me safe emotionally, right? You're trying to keep me safe emotionally. Thank you. So thank you for kind of filling my head with these things because I know exactly what you're doing. I see you. I know exactly what you're trying to do, but I'm not going to let you do that anymore. I'm not going to fall victim to the things you're telling me because I know that they're coming from a place of scarcity, from fear, from avoiding things that I know are going to make me uncomfortable, but are going to change my entire life for the better. So it's okay. And you can put a personification on your inner critic. You can create a little character avatar for them, if you will. And some of our inner critics are reflective of people from our past, you know, overly critical parents or managers or grandparents. Uh, Some of it comes from our culture, Definitely as a Middle Eastern, there's a lot of pressures to be, act, do, or say a certain way, especially as a woman. You know, there are, I had a client that's from the South and there was a lot of Southern expectations about Southern hospitality and led her to become kind of like a people pleaser. And that was just generally the culture of like, yeah, you're very agreeable um, and you don't want to rock the boat for people, right? Again, especially as women, we struggle with these things. And so it's about personifying this inner critic. Who is this person. If you're a woman, is it a woman or is it a man? It can be. Um, and what's their name? What do they do on the weekends? What does their apartment look like? What is the, like, how do they live? And <clears throat> like, is yours a crotchety old lady who smokes a pack of cigarettes a day and has like five cats and never leaves her apartment except sits on her porch to judge other people? Do you want to take advice from that person? Like, would you go up to that woman and say, hey, I'm thinking about starting my own business. What do you think? You would never take advice from somebody like that. So take back the power from your inner critic. Who is your inner critic really? Where is this judgment coming from? And is that somebody you admire and respect and would go to for advice? Do you want a life like theirs? Boom. I hope your mind was just fucking blown. I was leaving the space because I heard minds exploding all over the world. <laughs> it's so powerful. I talk about it with every single client, with every program, with every thing any change you want in life you have to become aware of the inner critic then you have to quiet the inner critic this comes comes from I've talked about it many times on here Tara Moore's book uh playing big I believe it's called and huge uh it's like I hugely recommend that book I don't know if that's how you say that hugely recommend strongly recommend that book go get it it's incredible so you're gonna quiet your inner critic that's the second thing you're gonna do number three you're gonna create awareness around around create awareness around what you're really afraid of. These are actually called limiting beliefs. So your fears can also come in the guise or kind of in the clothing of limiting beliefs. So when you think of what your call is, what it is you truly want deep down, what are the fears that come up for you? Write them down. We've talked about limiting beliefs. This is something I've talked about on here. I talk about again with every single client. The difference between where you are and where you want to be is your mindset. Your mindset is comprised of like subconscious programming, limiting beliefs, um, your inner critic. So we are working through those things. We're working through your mindset because your mind is the reason you're not moving forward with answering the call. And your mind is the reason that you are going to be able to move forward with the call if you are able to become aware of it and change it. Okay, so limiting beliefs. On the left-hand sheet of paper, you're going to write down all the reasons why you think that call is not possible for you. Okay, let's say I want to open a small business. Why do you think you are incapable of of opening a small business? Why do you think it's impossible for you to quit your job and open a small business? 
Now, you are going to, on the right side of a sheet of paper, say for every single reason why that limiting belief is untrue. So if you say, nobody's going to buy my product, that's your limiting belief. That's a fear. I have a fear that I'm going to put out this product and no one's going to buy it. So on the right side, you'd say all the reasons why that's not true. Here's the most important part of this exercise is you are going to remove yourself from the equation because your inner critic, because your limiting beliefs are still so strong. You might not see an answer to that response. You might not be able to even see or feel or understand why that is untrue. Take somebody who has a successful small business, somebody you know or you've seen on social media, and think about what they had to believe about their ability to open a small business in order for them to be successful. What would that person over there, whoever they are, have to believe about themselves, their capabilities, their confidence, their self-worth, their marketing skills, their sales skills, whatever, their mindset, to believe, the world in general, to believe it's possible for them to open a small business or for them, for people to buy their product? Well, they probably had to believe that their product was worth money. They probably believe, had to believe that Marketing and sales might be challenging, but they could learn how to do it. They might be able to, uh, they might believe that, uh, you know, opening a small business comes with its challenges, but it is so rewarding, fulfilling, and freeing to be able to be your own boss, to be able to create something from your own hands and share it with the world. They probably believe that the world needs this product. There are people in the world that need this product. And you are, what you're doing is you're offering a gift in exchange for money. This is a gift I'm giving you. And in exchange, you're paying me because you want what I have to offer. What I have to offer is awesome. And the people, if the, the right people are going to want it. You know, maybe your product isn't going to be home of all 7 billion people in this world, but there are going to be people in the world that want what you have to offer. Maybe you can't see that, but that person over there, see where the power comes from of removing yourself from the equation. You might say, well, I don't know if I can make something good enough. I don't know how to market. I don't know. That person believed they'll figure it the fuck out. They believe that they took the classes, they went on YouTube, they found mentors, they hired people, they figured it the fuck out. They enjoyed the process. They had fun with it. They didn't pressure themselves. They believed it was possible for them. They believed in their success. So you're going to go through every single limiting belief, every fear, every kind of mental block you have about why you can't, why you think you can't have the thing you want, answering the call, and you're going to say why that's not true. You can even pull on your past experience. Maybe you've been selling this product already low-key to like family and friends. I've already been selling this product. I just haven't marketed it to anybody else so nobody else knows it fucking exists. So there's that. Like just you just shut that down right there. So what you're doing is you are working through those fears and realizing that not all of them are valid even. They are just coming from fear, insecurity, and um, you know, a scarcity mindset instead of, wow, that person over there must believe that, you know, they're confident. They have confidence in their their sales abilities or confidence in their just ability to go out and, you know sell their product. They believe in it. I just get so passionate about this because there's so much power and working through the bullshit, the complete bullshit that we are feeding ourselves all day, every day. This is what you're doing, okay? Number four is you're going to increase your self-worth. I don't care who you are, how confident you think you are, there is room for improvement in your self-worth. The reason I asked you to pull yourself out of the equation when it comes to 
working through your limiting beliefs is because a lot of us don't believe what we want is possible for us. There's a worthiness thing. There's a fear around our worth and our capabilities. There, We are down on ourselves. This can come from years and years of negative programming. We won't get into that in this episode, but you can start rewriting those narratives by changing the conversation you're having with your inner critic, right? You are quieting that inner critic. You are also going to start uh, practicing affirmations. So a lot of us, when we are stepping outside our comfort zone, we feel unsafe, right? It's a fear of feeling a failure of all these things that make us feel unsafe or exposed or vulnerable. And you can start with the affirmation of I am safe. I am safe. I am capable of facing my fears. I am worthy of having fill in the blank, a fulfilling career, a fulfilling partnership, you know, of having my dream apartment, of having my dream life. I am worthy of those things. I'm worthy of those things and more. The best times of day to repeat affirmations are immediately upon waking up and right as you're kind of falling asleep. This is when your subconscious mind is most open to receiving positive messaging. If you're in the middle of the day saying like, I am safe as you're getting on Instagram for the first time and launching your product, your conscious mind is going to be like, no, the fuck we are not safe. (laughs) This is very unsafe emotionally to get on here and do this thing. Your conscious mind is going to call out a discrepancy if they see one. Whereas if you're kind of falling asleep or just kind of waking up, your subconscious mind is you're not really being uh, aware of those things. You're allowing it to seep into that part of your brain. So I don't know if you know this, but our brains are actually pretty uh, moldable. There's something called neuroplasticity and how you change kind of the patterns of your brain is through repetition. Repetition, repetition, repetition. And so saying these affirmations every morning and every night for as long as you can, right? And if you skip a night, that's totally fine. Try again um, is going, can completely change the kind of neural pathways, the kind of programming uh, that you have in your mind. You can listen to affirmations throughout the day as well. Just try and do them when you're doing another activity. So not when you're trying to be alone and quiet. That's not when you do affirmations, but you can start your your quiet time like that. I'm safe. It's a, I'm safe to be alone with my thoughts. It's safe for me to be alone with my thoughts. I am here for myself. You know, it's okay. Everything's gonna be okay. I'm open to receiving this messaging. Um, I'm open to receiving the information that I need in order to move forward with answering my call. Things like that. But you don't wanna be kind of, again, conscious. You wanna be like washing the dishes or folding laundry because again, your mind's kind of somewhere else and you're just hearing this programming in the back. That's another time to do it. Another thing I want you to do is becoming aware of how you're talking to yourself. That's kind of your inner critic. That's a lot of other stuff that goes into that as well. Just like your self-talk is what it's called. So become aware of your self-talk and again, without judgment. Oh, okay. Every time I look in the mirror, I say something negative about my body. Uh, Every time I am brushing my teeth, I'm pointing out all the negative things about my skin. Every time I show up on social media to, you know, sell my product, I am saying negative things about who's going to buy this. People think I'm stupid. What am I doing? I'm going to fail. Okay, I need to work on how I'm talking about to myself. You notice it. Huh, interesting. Not blaming or shaming. You're like, oh, you're doing it again. Or, oh my God, you're never going to get this, right? Not point your fa- pointer, pointing your finger Finger pointing, that's the word. That's the combination of words. Um, You're not finger pointing or making yourself feel bad. You're noticing it and then you're gonna get to a place, maybe not right away, maybe you're not ready. You're gonna change it to a positive statement. 
And that can you can do that in one of two ways based on your comfort level. I believe that you would probably want to start with, if you're not used to saying positive things about yourself, you want to start with, I'm feeling blank, but, or I believe blank, but, or I think blank and. So for example is I'm feeling really vulnerable in showing up online today or in you know, announcing my product launch today, but I'm making the brave decision to move forward anyways. I can tell I'm really avoiding and procrastinating posting about my my product launch and I'm going to work through that and set a deadline and, and do the post before 5 p.m. this afternoon. So it's acknowledging how you're feeling is really important, but to uh, have discussions about how you're going to move forward. And then eventually you want to get to the place where you're, you can just replace it with a positive thought. I look amazing when you look in the mirror. I look amazing. And it's okay if you don't believe it. I do agree with a certain amount of fake it till you make it. There is something to be said about how that can kind of change the connections in your brain. Um, I don't want you to completely lean on that though. Like if you're just like calling BS the entire time, that can be difficult, but work through that. Try it anyways, because I think, again, if you get to a certain place where you can do that, you might say, I, I don't love my body right now, but I'm working towards loving it more and more every day. You know, I don't love this part about my body, but I'm learning to love that because that that's who I am. And I love, I'm working on loving every part of me. Eventually you'll get to be like, oh, look at that cellulite girl. You sexy. You're cute. You know, you can get to that place. It's one small step at a time. Another thing you can try is to write down 20 things you like about yourself. You guys, I'm giving away all my secrets to my coaching program. I do all these things with every single client. Um, this is awesome. Okay, 20 things you like about yourself. I know uh, this sounds like so basic. You'd be surprised how many people struggle with coming up with 20 things they like about themselves. And I don't want them, they're, they're, I would pick like a couple of physical things, but it's really about who you are as a person. What do you like about yourself as a person? 20 things, okay? And then what I normally do with clients is come, when they come back to me with those 20, I want 10 more. I've had clients literally get emotional, like cry because they struggle with writing down the 20 things and, cre and created this awareness of like, wow, I didn't realize I felt, you know, thought so low of myself. If you really, really struggle with coming up with the 20 things, you can ask, you know, people you trust, like close, close family and friends to list things that they like about you. But I really would like you to try your best to come up with the 20 and even the 30 by yourself. That extra 10, if you really need help, go for it. But for that first 20, please try and do it on your own. And then you're going to put this somewhere where you can see it on a regular basis. And this is a, a, um, running list. This is a working list. Every time you think of something new you like about yourself, you add it to that list. What you're doing is you are changing the narrative about who you are and you are giving yourself permission to love yourself. A lot of times, especially for us women, it is um, egocentric. It's braggy. It's, you know, like something to be ashamed of to fully love yourself. And it's absolutely not. That's just people who don't love themselves projecting their insecurities onto you. Love yourself, girl. And guys, um, write this list and put it somewhere you can uh, see it. I don't know what happened. I think I just had a stroke. Um, okay, so you have that list. Another list you're going to write. I love lists. You will learn that as more and more you listen to this podcast. You are going to start a list. I'm giving you literally everything. So I'm going to talk about what you do with this information because I don't want you to get overwhelmed. But the next thing you're going to do is write a list of things you're proud of yourself for. Now, this is different because this is like actions or decisions that you've made. So this isn't who you are to your core. It can be. You can add those things as well. But this is more about decisions 
you've made conversations you have I'm proud of myself for the conversation I had with myself in the mirror today you know if you had a more positive conversation than yesterday that's something to be proud of I'm proud of myself for choosing to only eat half of my pizza instead of the whole thing. Yes, absolutely. Be proud of the fact that you uh, practiced, you know, portion control. Uh, It could be small. It can be huge. It can be, you know, I'm proud of myself for the mother, the type of mom that I am and all the work and hard work that I do for, you know, um, as a mom. It can be something that's happened in your past it can be like little tiny minute things and this is also a running list you're going to add this add things as you think of them I like to keep this in my notes app on my phone because for me it's I always have it and so if I'm out and about and I think of something to write down I will pull it out instead of hanging on to that and hoping I'm going to remember to write it down later when I get home. Um, What you are doing is you are calling BS on all the negative shit you've been filling your head with your entire life of that you're not great. That's bullshit. You are. You're an absolutely fucking amazing human being. Here's all the reasons why. Here's all the things you like about yourself. Here's all the things you've done to be proud of yourself for. Because you're teaching yourself, I do things to be proud of myself for. I, I, I take action. I make decisions that I'm proud of. So if I did it in the past, how is moving forward with the call any different? Especially if you face fears in the past and you work through those, write those down. A lot of times with our fears, I forgot to mention that this is a huge kind of eye-opening thing for me. I'm going to give another pause at the end to hear your mind being blown again, is that a lot of times we avoid fear because once we stepped outside of our comfort zone and our, step, our comfort zone grows, right? We have this like kind of stretch zone where we're kind of entering into a new comfort zone. We, we're comfortable being stretched. What we'll do is we'll look We'll look back on things that used to uh, scare us. We'll look back on those things with our new mindset of having already overcome it. Meaning, hey, the first time I posted on social media, the, the day I submitted my resignation, I literally wanted to shit my pants, right? We can we can put ourselves back in that situation if we try. But if we're not intentional, we can say, oh my God, that's like no big deal. Just submit your resignation, right? If we're trying to tell somebody else, just post your post first pose. That's really not that bad. Like it's scary, but you'll get over it. But if you can step back into like how truly fucking debilitating that was in that moment for some of you, right? Like that's mind blowing, but you're, you've already grown so much as a person, your comfort zone is already stretched so much bigger that you struggle to see how scary that is now because it's not scary for you anymore. And so you're comparing kind of things in the past, like, You forgot what a badass you fucking are because you've worked through those things. You're like, oh, that wasn't a big deal. It wasn't a big deal. That's not a big deal. And we like to downplay our accomplishments. No, that's something you should absolutely be proud of. So when you're writing things you're proud of yourself for, if it's something that has to do with facing your fear, spend a moment in reflection of like stepping back into that afraid version of you and really feel fucking proud for working through that fear and deciding to move forward anyways. If I did it then, I can do it again. That's what you're building with this list. Okay, number five is to take baby steps. I've thrown so much information at you. I've thrown almost my entire coaching program at you. So I know that can feel overwhelming. I want you to take one small baby step towards answering your call. So one way to do this is to take a sheet of paper. I like to turn it a landscape. I have to think about which way that is. Landscape, hot dog, not hamburger. No, that's different. Uh, That's when you fold. Anyways, landscape. And you are going to write down 
what the call is, right? Let's say it's um, opening a small business. You can write that on the sheet of paper. That's your, like your end goal. There's probably a thousand steps you can and will take from today to actually opening your small business. They can be small, they can be big. Start writing down all those things. Uh, Googling, researching um, small business loans, uh, filing paperwork with the Secretary of State's office, filing a DBA if you need one. Uh, What the fuck is a DBA? Googling DBA. Like, uh, you know, figuring out what my small business will be about, getting a mentor, um, you know, starting a social media page, starting a website, um, you know, all the things you, you might need. If you're not sure, Google put on there, Google, how does open a small business? You know, you're going to write every minute step it takes. And then what you're going to do, you're going to take a look at that list, or not a list, that kind of bubble chart. I'm intentionally not having you put it in a list form because I don't want you to get overwhelmed if the first thing on the paper is a more difficult step. This is why you're putting them scattered throughout the page. And you're going to take the one that sounds the easiest and or most fun to you, like the lowest impact, the lowest fear associated with it. You're going to do that thing and then you're going to cross it off. And then when you have the time and energy and you're ready, you're going to take the next thing on that bubble chart and you're going to do that thing. And then you're going to cross it off. And what you are doing is you are changing the narrative that you are lazy, unmotivated, disciplined, blah, 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 blah. I can take steps towards my call. I can take steps towards my dream. I can, I am getting closer. I am brave. I am a badass. I am worthy of all the things I want. Look, I'm already moving forward. Okay. Not to oversimplify that, but in the interest of time, I want to keep that one a little short and sweet. The last and final thing you can do in order to answer your call is to get help. You don't have to do this alone. There is therapy. There is tons of videos online for free. There are courses and programs you can purchase. There are coaches, wink, wink, that can help you work through all these things, right? Um, I wanted to also announce really quick that I have Shift, which is my one-on-one coaching program for six months, and we work together to help you answer your call and a lot of other things we can do in that program. It's really meets you where you are. It's tailored to you, though a lot of everything I discussed today we do cover in that, but I walk you through each of these steps in a unique, special way just for you. And I'm about to launch the first week of December, a program called Quit. That's the working title. I'm going to come up with a longer one because I can't just steal the word quit. That's a real word. Um, But like Quit Academy or Quit Online Course. I don't know if you guys think of cool, kitschy names. Let me know. Um, But it's going to be a fully online self-paced program, meaning I will not be there one-on-one live, but it's a series of videos that I've recorded and am recording currently uh, that are going to help get you to from point A to point like B or C or D in regards to quitting your job and leaving your eight to five for good. And I'm not promising you in this course that you're going to leave your eight to five, but you're going to, again, start the process. I'm going to provide you with a roadmap and what you put into this program is what you get out of it. So if you're not ready, it's going to help you get the ball rolling and help you get started in getting ready. If some of you are ready or you've already quit, but you're not sure what you want to do next, this program can also help you with that. So it's going to be really, the first part's going to be really focused on your mindset, the mindset that is going to be helpful for you to adopt in order to be brave enough, in order to have the confidence, in order for you to have the courage to leave your eight to five one day 
whether that's tomorrow or in a year from now, okay? So it's gonna help you with that. Then it's gonna help you get out of um, all the fears and excuses you have. So what's the mindset you need to have? How do you work through the fears? So what's the mindset you need to have to work through the fears that you have? Because it is very scary stepping outside of our comfort zone. We've talked about that. And then the last thing is coming up with an actual exit strategy. What is the plan to get me out, to get me to a uh, find a more fulfilling career path and there's gonna be lots of options to choose from everyone's path and exit strategy is going to look different and you're going to create one that's unique to you and meet you where you are so is it a long-term plan is it a short-term plan are you going to have both and I'll walk you through that program so be on the lookout on social media and it, on my email list if you're not on my email list head to my website and you can sign up there at the bottom of I think like every web page on my website and I will be announcing the program, like I said, the first week of December with pricing and more about what it is and who it's for. But you guys are kind of the first that I've gone in depth about what it is. And I'm so excited about it. For so long, I was afraid to really dive deep into like just quit your fucking job energy because I had several people come to me and say, well, I don't like really resonate with what you're saying because I really love my job, which I think half the people that told me that don't actually love their jobs. But again, they've sold themselves on that. But that's not my job to convince people. Um, everyone's on their own path and I don't know what's best for people. And so I kind of became, I kind of watered down my message to try and be everything to everyone instead of what I'm truly passionate about is really helping people find work that's fulfilling and purposeful for them. Because I truly believe that the corporate world as it exists today is a really unhealthy structure that we are not really meant to be in. It's not a long-term, lifelong plan or strategy. I think it's an ends a means to an end there's absolutely a place for it there's absolutely benefits to it and I think everybody could benefit from spending a short amount of time there I think it's when we get stuck there and trapped there that that's the problem and I want to help people break free from that system and really have the confidence to create a life on their own terms that they are truly in love with and is fulfilling so that's what I'm going to be leaning more into on all my platforms though I'm definitely going to continue talking about general mindset things because I'm also extremely passionate about that and my shift program is still going to be more general to help people through you know generally what they you know want to see improved in their life and how their mindset is you know holding them back back and how to work through those blocks but I'm definitely going to also lean into this content of like yeah quit your job I'm proud to say that and um I think that I don't really know very many people that wouldn't be happier in a different career path and I know there are some of those people that love their career and love their corporate world and that's cool those are not my people that's not who I'm talking to um but anyways like I said this podcast I'll still do both on here but again I'm so passionate about it obviously that example I gave a lot of the examples I gave today were about quitting your job um so it just is such a passion of mine and I just want to help I just I've been there I've been where you are and now I'm on the other side of it and it feels so good and I just I want you to be able to experience that and I want you to be able to get out of your own way with love I say that with love um so you can experience all that life really has to offer because again I'll say a billion times life is short you're not guaranteed the rest of today let alone tomorrow tomorrow and you want to spend another day in a place in a position in a relationship in a situation where you are not happy more than you are unhappy um, I don't I don't and I don't do that to myself anymore once I become aware of you know it's not serving me anymore it's no longer serving me it's time to leave and then how do I work through those fears 
to leave. So get the help you need, whether that's through me, just this podcast, my programs or other people. Uh, I love to uh, come on here and just share my thoughts and thank you so much for listening. I'd love some reviews. If you guys have the time and uh, energy to leave me a five-star review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts would mean the world to me with a little blurb about what you love about this podcast. Uh, Extremely helpful to me. Thank you guys so much for listening and I will be in touch very soon, hopefully next week, but we'll see. Love you. Bye. Bye.